There is a series that we began at the beginning of the year, which also incorporates our theme for the year 2021, and it is entitled Restore, Support, and Strengthen. At the beginning of the year, God said to me, every message you preach, I need you to preach from this. And he did something very unusual. At the beginning of the year, God gave me a list of all the sermons I'm going to preach for the rest of the year. Uh, and he says, you begin to work on it. You put it together and you tie it to this central theme to restore, support, and strengthen. This is yet another message in this series. Our scripture text today is found in a very familiar book in a very familiar chapter. And that is Ruth chapter 4. Verses 14 to verse 17. We're reading this from the New Living Translation. This very special Mother's Day. Amen. And although this message is to encourage mothers, it is for everyone. You shall see as we get into it. It is for everyone, whether you're a mother or not, whether you're a woman or not. It is for all that are under the sound of my voice. Ruth chapter 14, Ruth chapter 4, beginning at verse 14. Hear the reading of God's word. And it says, Then the women of the town said to Naomi, Praise the Lord who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in all of Israel. Verse 15, may he restore your youth and care for you in your old age. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law who loves you and has been better to you than seven sons. Naomi took the baby and cuddled him to her breast. And she her very on. Verse 17. The neighbor women said, Now at last, Naomi has a And they named him Obed. He became the father of Jesse and the great and the grandfather of King David. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you from the subject from despair to joy. From despair to joy. As I began to think about this message on this very special day, the Lord dropped this thought into my spirit. And he said to me, perhaps one of the good things happened as a result of what we have gone through this past year. And we all know what we have gone through. 
There are now, perhaps, listen to this, my brothers and sisters, more people who are seeking guidance from the Lord as they attempt to make sense of all that's going on. Maybe the good that has come out of all of this is that there are more people who now realize they can't do it on their own. They need guidance. They need help from the Lord. Listen, there are those who now know for sure that God is a God of restoration and transformation. Listen, they now know that he is a God that can turn their sadness into gladness. He is a God that can transform their mourning, weeping into celebration. And yes, he is a God that can turn despair into joy. Are there any witnesses? Any witnesses of anybody who know that we serve a God of transformation, of God of restoration? For now, we know this. We all know this. Because of what, not exactly what we've heard, not because of what we have read, but we know this because of what we have experienced in our own personal lives or in the lives of those we care so deeply about. I would venture to tell you that everybody has a COVID-19 testimony about something, about someone, even if you lost a loved one. And I just heard today that just on last week, I was at uh, Levi's funeral home at a funeral on uh, Wednesday of, of last week. Someone was told me that they were burying a grandmother and her 18-year-old granddaughter. Both died from COVID. Uh, and the family was just mourning. And so everybody, no matter who you are, you have a testimony of what God has done. Listen, right now, in here now, Brother Brian Myers, great job with what you do. Uh, here to honor your mother who became a new mother. You've seen firsthand, Brian. You, you've had to minister to people in your capacity as a funeral home operator. How do you deal with it? Pastor, how do, how do I comfort people who've lost young people and older people and people in between? What are you saying, Pastor Jackson? Everyone has a testimony. And when this is over, I am convinced that we all are going to have some kind of COVID-19 testimony. That is why in the midst of our most distressful and painful moments, we must remember what God said in Jeremiah 29 and 11 when he declared, for I know the plans I have for you. Ooh, says the Lord 
They are plans of good and not for disaster to give you a future and hope. Uh, God has a plan. The one thing I've come to realize in the midst of all of this is God has a plan. Because God has made it absolutely clear man doesn't have a plan. We've had a president who didn't have a clue. Uh, we've got one who's trying to put it together. Politicians act as if they had the answer, but they had no plan. They have no clue. God has a plan. Listen, because God has a plan. May I preach this? We must learn how to faithfully trust in the Lord's plan. No matter how long it takes or how difficult things may become. Listen, we've got to learn how to trust God. We must have faith in the fact that God can turn things around. We've got to have faith in it. And listen, and even if he doesn't do it, we've got to believe that God is still able. Told the congregation this morning at 8, I was looking at a documentary dealing with Florence, Italy and the Medici regime there and their conflict with the Roman Catholic Church. And one of the things that came out that showed me perhaps how far we've fallen as a society is that there was a man of God who was being persecuted for his preaching of righteousness and eventually uh, they were going to take his life. And he was talking to one of his protégés and the young protégé said to him, he said to him, Father, you know they're going to kill you. Why can't God deliver you? And the preacher said to this young protégé, he said, listen, my son, God is able to do it. But if God doesn't do it, it meant that God didn't do it because God's plans and God's will is for something else. See, we are living in a society in which we think we serve a Santa Claus God or a sugar daddy God. And we think that God automatically has to answer everything we ask and God has to do everything we want. But what if God doesn't do it? Will we still have the faith to know that you're still able and I'll still praise you? I, I'm just wondering, is there anybody in here who's ever had to give God praise when it did not turn out the way you desired? If anybody can praise God when things happen that you want, but what if things don't happen the way you desire? Is he still good? Is he still your God? Wherever you are virtually in the sanctuary, just take 10 seconds and put your hands together and give God a praise for just being God, for just being good. Ah, just give, give God a praise for the things he did not give you, but is still able to do it. Listen, we must never lose faith perhaps there's no greater testimony in the bible of transformation and restoration as was found in our text this incredible example of god turning a situation around turning a situation that appeared to have been hopeless 
And God turned it to the favor of someone who wasn't expecting anything. May I preach to you this morning? Listen, the focus of today's message from the book of Ruth, however, is not about Ruth. I have preached from this book so often it only has about four chapters and it's powerful and it gives us a wonderful example of the story of Ruth. But I will arguably declare to you today that perhaps the greatest character in the book of Ruth is not Ruth, but it's Naomi. <laughs> uh, Ruth, Ruth, Ruth is, a, is, a, is a benevolent gift of Naomi. But Naomi stands out unlike anyone else. May I preach to you today about Naomi. Listen, we are introduced to Naomi as a woman of great sorrow. She and her family, it is outlined in Ruth chapter 1, move to a foreign land called Moab. We first meet her with her husband, uh, Eliab, and we meet her with her son, Marilyn and Kilian, and yet they were happy, but there was a famine in Bethlehem, in the land of Judah. So Naomi and her husband and her two sons move to the land of Moab. They go there so that he could support his family, but God had a plan. Throughout this whole message, I just want you to keep in the back of your mind, God had a plan. They go to Moab, and yet things turn bad in Moab. What happens to Naomi is now her husband dies. Her two adult sons die, having married two women from Moab. Marilyn marries uh, Ruth and, and Killian marries Orpah. And they thought they would begin a family that would expand the lineage of Ruth and her husband. But the husband dies and the son dies. And now in a short period of time, can I help you see who Naomi was? She loses her provider and her backup plan. Woo. I, 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 my time is up almost, but I, I feel like preaching this. She what happens when you lose your plan A and B and C? <laughs> what happens when the backup goes out of the window? And now Naomi is a widow, consoling two young women who are also widows with nothing. Now, they did not have social security. They did not have 401ks or retirement that they could lean on. She had to find a way to hopefully find a kinsman redeemer, someone who can help her through this difficulty. Naomi decides that I'm going back to my homeland. I hear that the famine has ended in Bethlehem. Somebody help me say God had a plan. God wanted to get them out of Bethlehem to go to Moab so that Ruth can come to Bethlehem. And so she goes, she decides that she is going back to her homeland. You know the story, but allow me the opportunity just to refresh your memory. 
She says to her two adult daughter-in-laws, who they as well had lost their husbands, I have nothing to offer you. I am too old to have another son. And so I free you from your commitment. Go back to your homeland and find you husbands uh, who can, with God's help, help you start your family. They did not want to go. The Bible says they clinged to Naomi. But as she pushed them away, uh, one of the daughter-in-laws, Orpah, left reluctantly. Don't, don't criticize her. She did what her mother-in-law asked her to do. But Ruth, but Ruth hung there. Listen to what Naomi says to these two young women in chapter 1 and verse 13. She says, I want you to understand the mindset of Naomi. She says, things are far more bitter for me than for you. Listen to what she says. This goes to her mindset. He says, because the Lord himself has raised his fists against me. In other words, what happens when you think God has attacked you? Naomi says, God not raise his hand, but she was in despair. She says, God himself, here's a woman of faith has raised his fists against me. I have nothing. Go back and be with your own family. However, Ruth decided to stay with Naomi despite their situation. You know the verses. I quote them verbatim for weddings for over 30 or 40 years. Ruth says, uh, uh, where you go, I will go. Where you live, I will live. Your people shall be my people and your God shall be my God. Naomi said to the women again who were excited uh, to see her. Now, now listen to this. So Naomi goes back to a town with women who were excited to see Naomi. Why? Because they thought they were going to welcome the old Naomi. Uh, what happens when you go back with your head down and you go back and you feel defeated? When Naomi and Ruth arrive at Bethlehem, I'm setting it up for you. Naomi said to the women who wanted to celebrate her return, Naomi said in chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, she says this, For the Almighty has made life very bitter for me. Remember earlier, God raised his fist. Now she says, God has made life bitter for me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me home empty. In other words, I'm mad at God. I'm angry. Why did God allow my husband and my sons to die. What kind of God will leave me out there like that? And all those things in Naomi's life seem to have a pretty depressing outcome. God had a plan. 
Somebody said God has a plan. God had a plan to restore, to support, and to strengthen Naomi. She just didn't know it. See, God doesn't always have to tell us what he has in mind. Sometimes God says, I withhold from you what your future is going to be because you wouldn't believe it if I told you. But you've got to trust God when you can't trace him. When you don't understand him, you still got to trust him. When you're angry at him, you still got to trust him. When you're disappointed, still have to trust God. But what happened next? Look at the text, look at the text. What happened next in the story made me fall in love with chapter 4 of the book of Ruth. It should serve to encourage anyone who's feeling despondent. Wherever you are, if you're sitting on your couch, if you're at your house, if you've lost your job, if if you've lost a loved one, this ought to encourage you. If you're thinking about giving up, look at what happened next. Remember the Naomi who felt like God raised his fists and punched her in the mouth? Remember the Naomi who said, God had dealt so bitterly with me. God is about to show Naomi what kind of God he is. I wish I had time to preach. I got to go because I'm I'm on virtual time. But I I, I just feel like somebody ought to give God a praise right now. Has God ever shown you in the midst of everything you were going through what kind of God he really is? Listen, Ruth, Naomi's daughter-in-law, caught the attention of a man by the name of Boaz, who happened to be one of the most successful men in all the land of Israel. Go back and read that entire book. In fact, do yourself a favor. If you have U-Vision on your phone or on your iPad, put it on and let it read itself to you and you will get blessed by this text. Here's what it tells you in chapter 2 is that Boaz noticed Ruth as she was gathering leftovers in his sphere. Hands in the dirt. No glamour shots. No posing for you two. Uh, no, no meeting in some dating site. No dressed up date at some restaurant. Ruth caught the attention of Boaz as she had her hands in the dirt getting leftovers. Let me give you just a brief snippet about what this text is about. Because poor people had no social services, those who were rich like Boaz and had a heart for poor people would intentionally leave some of their harvest in the fields so that after the gatherers, after the gleamers, after the harvesters have taken out the crop, they will leave some and then those who are poor would come and they would gather or they would glean the leftovers. The leftovers, and it was really first come, first serve. 
So if you get there early, you can get the best of the leftovers. All they were were leftovers. And so one day, Boaz noticed this woman from Moab. And he noticed her in the fields and he asked about her. He didn't notice her because she was dressed up in her finest outfit. He didn't notice her because she had just gotten her hair done and her nails done and everything else. But he noticed her passion for work. Hands in the dirt, gathering leftovers to support her mother-in-law. Boaz inquired about Ruth and they said to him, this is a woman from Moaz, this is Naomi's daughter-in-law, you know her, he was mad. she was married to Naomi's son. Uh, Boaz was so impressed with Ruth's commitment to Naomi that he said to them, get her and give her some extra and give her some roasted corn and let her take not just what's in the fields, but give her stuff in the house and let her take it back to Naomi. And Ruth said to Boaz, you notice me, I, I, why pay attention to me? And know what, what he says. He says, I know the story of you and your mother-in-law, Naomi. I know what you have done and what you're doing for her and may God richly bless you. Ruth takes it back to Naomi. Naomi shares who Boaz really is and now it really begins to turn. Boaz then goes and say, is there any kinsman redeemer who has first right to this woman? If so, comes forth. But you've got to get her and her mother-in-law. If you want the land, you need the land, Ruth and Naomi. You know the story. The nearest kinsman redeemer rejects it. So Boaz was next in line. He goes to Ruth and he marries her. Somebody say God has a plan. Somebody shout God has a plan. Somebody just take 10 seconds and give God a hand of praise for God's plan. Boaz marries the dark-skinned lady, Dr. Helen, from Moab with the texture hair. Can I preach to somebody? Somebody say, but God, he rejects all the other women of Judah and he marries the foreign dark-skinned woman with the dirty fingernails and the texture hair. Woo. God says, I've got a plan. Woo. What impressed Boaz Woo. was not her lineage. What impressed Boaz was not her perfume, not her outfits, but I like your work ethics. I like your character. Ruth becomes the wife of the most successful man in all of Bethlehem. Ooh, Ruth goes from having little of nothing 
living off someone else's leftovers to now having all that she would need and more. Somebody say, but God. Somebody say, but God. I'm going to show you. I want you to give God a hand and praise for Ruth. Come on, say, but God. Give God a praise. Now, if you think that was something, (laughs) look what God does for Naomi. Now, here's what is perhaps the most inspiring part of this message. Ruth never forgot Naomi. Can I say that again? Ruth never forgot Naomi. She never forgot her commitment and her pledge to Naomi. Naomi. So many folk get blessed and they forget about their commitments. They forget about where the Lord has brought them from. They forgot it. If it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, Ruth never forgot the woman who helped her be who she was. Because if it had not been for Naomi, Ruth never would have met Boaz. Look what happens. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Look, the text goes on to tell us that Ruth and Boaz gave birth to a son. May I preach this? Should I preach this? Can I show you the plan of God? The son's name was Obed. (laughs) Ah. Obed had a son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His son's name was Jesse. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesse had a son. <laughs> Whoa! His son's name was King David. Can somebody give God a praise for what only God can do? Out of the fields. God brought the second king of Israel and named him. (laughs) David. Now listen, here's where the story really gets exciting for me as a fan of Naomi. And for everybody who thinks you're too old, uh, you're too far gone, people have forgotten you. The enemy is a liar. So the story goes, although Ruth gave birth to Obed, somebody know where I'm going? Although Ruth was the natural mama, Obed was a big mama child. Can I get a witness? Now y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, mama was the natural mama, but Big Mama was the grandmama. Big Mama is the one who really raised you. And so Obed was raised by Naomi, Big Mama. <laughs> and Big Mama now has a son. Mm, and look at this. He becomes not only a blessing to Ruth and a blessing uh, to Boaz, but a blessing to Naomi. Look at the text. It reads in verses 14 through 16. Then the women of the town. 
may I preach? Should I preach? Then the women of the town, then the women of the same women uh, that Naomi said, don't look at me because God had dealt bitterly with me. Then the women of the town said to Naomi, praise the Lord. Anybody got a praise right now that you want to praise God for turning a situation around? Praise the Lord who has now provided a redeemer for your family. May this child be famous in all of I've got to go, but that deserves some kind of praise. Where at your house, in your car, in this worship center, you've got 10 seconds to give your God the best praise that deserves some kind of Come on and clap those hands. He has, I'm done, I'm done. I'm trying to go, I'm trying to go. He has provided for your family a redeemer. Look at the end. May he restore your youth and care for you in your old age. Somebody ought to say, but God. But God, you are never too old to be blessed by God. You are never too old for God not to use you. You are never too old. Somebody say, but, 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 but. Listen, listen, listen to what the women of the village says. For he is the son of your daughter-in-law. <laughs> Talking to Naomi, who loves you and has been better to you, Naomi, than seven sons. <laughs> That's a but God praise. That's a God has a plan praise. That is God's got a plan for your life. Somebody know that God's got a plan for your life right now. Come on, lift those hands and tell the Lord thank you. Tell the Lord thank you. God has not forgotten about you. God has not forsaken you. Listen, God's got a plan for your life. As we prepare to conclude this message on this very special day, there are three key thoughts, three key takeaways that I want to leave you with take a screenshot of each one of them because it'll bless you this week I promise you <laughs> number one is this we serve a God who can turn somebody we've got some folk in here today celebrating the new mother somebody shout any situation at home just type out any situation we serve a God who can turn any situation around. Yes, he can turn despair into joy. Any witnesses?
for every mother in the house, for every grandmother in the house, for every praying woman, every praying man, anybody who's trusting in God, God can turn, God can turn your situation around. Here's the second key, encouraging thought or takeaway from today's message. We must be willing to patiently wait on the Lord as we trust his plans for our lives. Here's how the old church put it. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. But they that wait upon the Lord (laughs) shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as of eagles. They shall run (laughs) and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Anybody know that if you wait on God, God will bless you. Come on, is there anybody right now who just want to wait on the Lord? I'm in a holding pattern, Lord. (laughs) I'm in a holding pattern. I'm, I'm flying over the runway, Lord, and I haven't landed yet. I don't know how this plane is gonna land, but I know that you would get me there safely. Wait on God and watch God bless you. And here's the third and final one. As you stand to your feet in this place, wherever you are right now, come on, reverence God, stop what you're doing right now and hear this. God is speaking to someone right now. God's favor, please, please on every, every young person, every younger person, every person who's lived a few years, anyone under the sound of my voice, listen to this point. God's favor on our lives not only blesses us, but can also be a blessing to others for generations to come. I'm living under the blessings of Mother Elizabeth Simmons. Mother Mazalee Lord, Mother Josephine Anderson, Mother English. I'm living under the blessings of people who've gone on to be with the Lord. (laughs) Get it right now. The reason you are blessed, Brian, you're blessed because your mom is a praying woman. And God will bless everything you do, young man, no matter what others try to do against you. Other people, you are blessed no matter what. Because favor, listen to this. God, God dropped something in my spirit. Favor can be passed down <laughs> from generation <sighs> to generation. Somebody ought to thank God that grandmama prayed for you, had you on her mind, took the time to pray for you. Listen, I've got some sons who are living under the anointing of their grandmother. I've got some nieces and nephews who are doing everything they're big enough to do. But thank God they're living under the cloud of the anointing of someone whose favor has been passed down from generation to generation. Now lift those hands and tell the Lord thank you. Because God says, I I am about to 
transform. Come on, Janelle. Come on, praise team. I, I'm about to transform as Minister Cedric McFadden come. And I'm about to bring joy where there was despair, where there was sadness. God's about to turn it around. Listen, God is about to bring beauty out of your brokenness. God is about to bring love out of your pain. Anyone believe that God can do it? Anyone know that God can do it? Come on and praise God. Clap those hands wherever you are and tell the Lord thank you. Bashan Mitchell writes this powerful song. There's beauty in my brokenness. I've got true love instead of pain. There's freedom though you've captured me. I've got joy instead of mourning. <laughs> I need just a handful of folk to lift those hands and say, you give me joy. Woo! Deep down, deep in my soul, you give me joy. Down deep in my soul. God can turn it around. God has turned it around from despair to joy. There's some Naomi's there's some Naomi's in the air and God said you will rejoice again you will praise me again because I will turn your situation around come on right now join in with us right now wherever you are listen there's beauty in my brokenness I've got true love instead of pain thank you Lord there's freedom though you captured me. I've got joy instead of mourning. There's freedom, beauty. I've got true love instead of pain. God's turning it around. Anybody free this morning? I've got joy. Come on, listen. I say, you give me joy. Uh, down deep. Woo, uh, down deep. All the praises. Down deep. All the praises. Feel your love. Could you give me joy? In my soul. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. There's beauty, beauty. I've got joy, and you give me joy in my soul. In my soul, I feel your love. Could you give me joy? never been so free caught in your love for me i've never been more secure knowing your heart lord say i've never been i've never been i've never been more secure 
me may have felt as if God had his fists against her. <laughs> but I've got a message for Naomi. It wasn't his fists. It was his hands. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I've got to go, but I feel this so deeply. I feel in my spirit, God says, Daryl, talk to someone who thinks God has his fists against me. Tell him it's not his fists. It's his hands. Sometimes he has to take you through a dark place, a bad place, a hard place to get you in the right place where God can bless you for the rest of your life. God says, I'll turn your despair into joy. And yes, Naomi, you've suffered a tremendous amount of loss. But what God did for you, can I remind you of who came out of the lineage of David? Woo! From Obed to Jesse. From Jesse uh, to David. From David to King Solomon. From Solomon to Rehoboam. And the list goes on. And eventually it gets to the family of Jesus. Don't tell me what God can do. God said I had to send you to a strange land. So I can perfect what I was doing through you. Close those eyes wherever you are right now. Because somebody right now, perhaps you think that God has turned his back on you. God said, I have I, I, I still love you. And I'm in the process of changing your life. Listen, if God would have said to Naomi, man, while she was still in Moab, now you got to go back to Israel, but when you get there, your daughter-in-law is going to meet the richest man in the land. He's going to marry your daughter-in-law. They're going to have a child. His name is Obed. His son is Jesse. And out of that lineage, the next king of Israel, Naomi would have said, you've got to be out of your mind. And that's why God doesn't tell us everything he's going to do in our future. You've got to just trust that God knows what he's doing. For the last time, Somebody lift those hands that God has a plan. Eternal Father, we thank you. Thank you for your plan. Thank you for being the God of restoration and transformation. Thank you for not allowing Naomi to die a bitter woman. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing her latter years to be her better years. <laughs> Only you could have done that. And we say thank you. Now Lord we ask that you touch someone's life right now. Someone listening by way of radio. Someone viewing by way of the internet. Perhaps someone in this worship center right now. Touch them Lord. Let them know that you have a plan for their life. And they may have to go to a strange place and a strange land and go through a lot of difficulties. But you are turning it around. It is already done. 
it is a part of your master plan. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody clap those hands and give God a hand and praise. Come on right now, wherever you are, call that number on the screen right now. Listen, if you want to be saved, if you want prayer, call that number on the screen. If you're in this worship center as a part of this special service in which we honor mothers, you need somebody to pray for you. We've got ministers in the back. and may Just drop off your name. Somebody will call you. If you need prayer right away, someone will take you and pray for you. Now, if you want to be saved today, someone will walk you through this process right now. Thank you for believing that we serve a God who can turn despair into joy. Before the benediction, we remind you of our vision offering. It is the method that God has given us to support future ministry. Only $7 a week. We have had contributions from all over the world. People have written checks sitting there with the names of their grandchildren and others. Plant a seed. Plant a seed for future generations. And watch what the Lord does. Thank you again. Congratulations to all those that are mothers, all the new mamas. And remember, there's some Naomi's among us that your better days are still ahead of you. Come on and praise with the praise team as they take us out, you everybody. Give me me joy. Come on now. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest with us, abide with us, go with us. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that there are some 2021 Naomi's, that the best is still yet to come. Thank you for being a God of transformation. Now go with us, Lord, as we go throughout this week. Let us be reminded. That you will never leave us nor forsake us. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody said amen. Man, come on and join in as we go out right now. Thank you, Lord. Sing you give me
family, my name is Sierra Artemis, and on behalf of Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, I have some very important news to share with you. We're planning to return to limited in-person worship on May 23rd for Sunday morning worship services only. And we want to let you in on a few changes. We know the pandemic created a unique set of challenges, and we've worked tirelessly to keep our worship format the same. And while you all participated virtually, the physical church has been empty, and your absence has echoed throughout the worship center. Now, in order to ensure your safe return, we've been working closely with SEDHEC and health experts to develop ways to implement COVID safety and sanitation protocols with upgrades to our ventilation systems, restrooms, and common areas. Among those changes, we're asking for you to let us know if you and your family plan to participate in in-person worship service. You can do that by signing in online at bwcar.org or by dialing one 776-1238. This is to ensure that we don't go over the recommended capacity for our 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. services. The notification form will be available each Monday beginning at 9 a.m. for services the following week and will end on each Thursday at 5 p.m. You can begin to sign in for the initial services for Sunday, May 23rd as early as Monday, May 17th. We certainly understand if you don't feel comfortable returning to in-person worship yet, so we encourage you to continue to worship with us online via our website. That's bwcar.org or on Facebook. We will have more information as we get closer to in-person worship, so be sure to visit our website for updates. We miss you and we're excited to welcome you back as we begin to safely worship in person again. We appreciate your prayers, patience, and support during these unusual times. God bless you. Cannot wait to see you again. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. We want to hear from you. We will be conducting an online survey to see what you think about returning to in-person worship. Be on the lookout for an email or a phone call so that you can share your feedback with us. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.